This is a Voice It podcast. I'm KLG and each episode I'll bring to you different stories from business people across the UK on It's Your Business. Everyone has a story to tell. Why not voice it? Voiceitpr.com. Hello and welcome to It's Your Business. My guest in my studio this afternoon is Nikki Martin. Hi guys. And it's really nice to have Nikki here because she's not only a single parent, entrepreneur, LinkedIn trainer extraordinaire, content marketing, but also has ADHD. All very interesting. We're going to explore it all a little bit with Nikki. A lot of you from LinkedIn uh, will know of Nikki, and if not, we'll tell you how to link in with her later on. First of all, what is it you do right now? And then we can jump back. So I guess you could say I've got my finger in a few pies. What I started with that is around the time that I've sort of became more high profile on LinkedIn as I was running a health and fitness business I'm still running that in the background that's still plodding along Um, but what I tend to focus on on LinkedIn is my LinkedIn training and my content marketing which is basically content kind of ghost writing for people on LinkedIn and that's the two main things that I do now. So were they born out of and you being so good at it with your own fitness business that you, people were asking you to do it? Yeah, kind of. So, I mean, you know, my background is in recruitment. I was in recruitment for 15 years. Um, and, you know, I'd run my own businesses and all the rest of it. And then, you know, during lockdown, everything took a hit, didn't it? And especially recruitment. And I had taken an employed role again, just for like some level of security during that time. And of course, I got made redundant. And it was just like oh and I just thought you know I really want to do something that I I feel really truly feel passionate about and I've got a million reasons for being you know invested in health and fitness and I've also always loved social media so I also took that opportunity to do a diploma in social media marketing and I sort of used my knowledge and I found I I was just the most at home on LinkedIn of all the platforms I just loved it and I actually got you know literally I would say 90 8% of my clients for my health and fitness business came from LinkedIn. So, uh, yes, it did start with other fit pros saying to me how have you managed to grow your business so quickly on LinkedIn and where I started off specializing in helping fit pros a percentage of my customers are fit pros but I help people from all industries now and that business has almost overtaken my health and fitness business and that is taking up more of my time these days so it was a far apart but very natural transition. But you're doing something that you absolutely love doing, something that you can do from home Mm -hmm. and that you clearly know you're very good at because it's worked well for the industry that you're in with the health and fitness, other people coming to you. I mean, the tips, um, hints and tips that you provide are fantastic. I often worry that people like you that give all these hints and tips and and I act on them personally when I see them, I changed my headline this morning to include podcasting (laughs) because I saw you'd given it as a tip. And I'm like, well, these things are no-brainers, really, but you just don't do them, do you? The thing is, you don't know what you don't know. So until when I sit and I do my three-hour training course, I almost feel like, a bit of a cheat because it, it sounds so obvious when you say it but the thing is you don't know what you don't know until someone spells it out to you 
and then you go oh yes of course you know but it's just having it all combined in one session of information but yeah you know and I know where you were going with that of just you know using my my tips just that you see on LinkedIn that's honestly how I got started and how I got so interested is I used to follow Leah Turner, Amelia Sordell, um, Gemma Bevan, a few other people who all do LinkedIn training and LinkedIn marketing. And I would say that I learned more from following them than I ever did on my social media diploma. So in actual fact, if you go back through the content of these people and just watch everything, you can pretty much learn everything there is to learn, you know, um, if you've got the patience to go back through all the different posts. This is where I was going with it. Do you worry that by giving away so much information for free that people then don't hire you for the training or hire you for their content marketing? You know, if people are dedicated enough and putting enough time into it, like I was, to pay that much attention to it, then I salute them and I, I cheer them on. And I absolutely do not worry because I think that it's all about demonstrating how credible you are within the market and that you know your stuff. Um, and no matter how much you share for free, all you're really doing is strengthening your brand and establishing yourself as self as an expert in the marketplace so that when people do start to get it and they do start to feel they want to learn more, you're the first person they come to. And, you know, if they feel like you've given them expert advice already that's started to make a difference, they just think there's more where that comes from. In, in fact, quite often people who say have taken my training course have then ended up coming back to me again and asked me to write their content for them because they still just don't think they can do it as well because they're not able to concentrate on it a hundred percent of the time like I am so yeah yeah so no I you know the more you can give away for free I think the better that's great and like you say you're positioning yourself as the expert in that field why do you think it is that um you've got that likability character you know I follow you now and I can't remember why I follow you like I say I don't know where I saw you I follow you I follow the tips I like your content and a lot of people will be the same so what is it about you Well, I appreciate you saying I'm likable. That's very kind of you. <laughs> um, but, you know, what I find is is the people who follow me naturally are the ones who like me. And if they don't like me, they won't follow me. And, I, and I'm not for everyone. And, you know, I think anyone who has a strong personal brand on LinkedIn is also going to have people that aren't so keen on them and aren't so keen on what they say. So it's it's not about really being likable. It's just about being completely authentic, completely genuine, you know, being as open and honest as you possibly can be, which allows people to feel like they know you um, and feel like they trust you and, you know, really get a feeling of whether they want to work with you or not. It's just like, in you know, in real life and back in the, you know, old days where it was a handshake in the pub, it's kind mm-hmm. of the same thing. It's I'm letting you get to know me. I'm letting you know what I stand for, you know, who I am, what I do and don't like. And you're either you're either with me or, or you're not and so the customers that do approach me are the ones that are aligned with my own morals and values so I definitely don't think it's whoever you are whatever you stand for there's going to be someone that aligns with you so you should never be you know afraid to 
say a certain thing in case you alienate certain people like those people they're just not your people they're not your customers if you try to make you know a a square peg fit into a round hole just going to find later down the line that they complain they're not happy asking for more for their money or they're trying to knock you down on price the customers that are aligned to you will come naturally if you are authentic and they will be the easiest customers that you deal with Absolutely. How do you deal with negativity? There has been negative comments on your posts. Some people call them trolls. Some just people who've nothing better to do and want to cause an argument that day, I guess. How do you view that? Do you think good by you commenting it, sharing it further? (laughs) Or, Or does it affect you? You know what? In real life, and it is a common trait with ADHD, I'm definitely sensitive in real life to you know, rejection, there's there's something called rejection sensitivity disorder. And in real life, if I think I've upset someone or they don't like me, I will fret about it. But on LinkedIn or on social media platforms, I, I genuinely don't. And this isn't a this isn't a fib. I it does just it's like water off the duck's back. I'm not mm. bothered. But I think that um you can really split that into two categories. There's the real trolls, which is what we all talk about and what we're all so emotional about, what we all get so het up about. You know, this is the people, you know, in the extreme cases where people have ended up committing suicide or, you know, really awful stuff because of the what they're enduring online. And it's people who, you know, criticise you based on appearance or race or gender or you know any of your personal choices and and that I'm strongly strongly anti and of course I will report those people I will block those people I won't stand for it if I see it on other people's posts you know even if it's not my post I'll still Mm. report it but then there's another category of people and this is the category of people that I like like bring it on and these are the ones who've got a strong opinion like tell me if you disagree disagree with me please you know and tell me why you know I might come around to your point of view that's interesting to me that's interesting conversation and interesting debate um and that's the kind of controversy that I do want on my posts um and what I can't stand is when I see that on other posts the person who's written the post has just shot them down in flames just because they've dared to disagree and then all the minions have hopped on and suddenly that person's a troll no they're not they've just got you know some people express it better than others but just having a different opinion is not being a troll and sometimes or often if people um have a strong difference of opinion on my post I'll engage with that and talk about it in a you know adult way and then I'll connect to that person and I'll say to them I really enjoyed having a different conversation like mm-hmm. I'd love to have you in my network because that's value you know yeah that's, that's actually yeah. value so you know we say trolls and negativity but it's two two very separate categories that people like to lump in all together mm-hmm. um trolls are horrible and I really couldn't care less because they are just that they're people that don't know me they're they're trolls that are just arguing on a post for the sake of it and all they're doing as you said they're increasing my engagement Mm. and they're they're actually um you know doing themselves damage um so I couldn't care less about them they're not people of value to me to behave like that but people with a difference of opinion you know I welcome it but I will tell you a funny story about an actual troll I can't honestly can't remember exactly what he said now but it was something 
or something nasty you know I think I'd done um I'd done a post about some inappropriate messages I got and he'd commented something like oh you're you're average at best and who the f do you think you are something like that that was definitely in you know trollish category anyway he had just been offered a job by an employer um the employer saw his comment on my post nothing to do with me um and retracted his offer of employment wow and that's a true story so you know I mean people do look on LinkedIn if they're employing someone and you can see you know in their activity where they've commented so people do have to be careful it's showing their true colors isn't it you are you know you're you're definitely showing your true colors so and I mean you know when I have had trolls if I look on their profile generally you'll find that every comment they've made on multiple profiles is negative Mm. for some reason and I don't it's hard for me to understand the mentality behind it but they're on there for they get some kind of kick out of that um it's not you it's not personal personal you could be anyone because they they do it over and over again mm. um and and it's a um it's a behavior you know yeah. developed um for whatever reasons are going on in their heads and it's yeah. to do with the person that they're attacking um and I find it quite easy to separate that but I know that a lot of people don't and it can do an awful lot of yeah, you know, terrible damage um so it's that's why I report it you know yeah you should as well and other people should now you mentioned your ADHD um, and I did see a post about it and you you use it in a very positive way which is fantastic well you know I mean I have only just been diagnosed at the age of 44 um I know so and you know I've always known my brain just worked a little bit differently um and I've always known that there's things in my life that I really struggle with and I can't I never can understand why other people find these certain things so easy and why do I find them so hard um and I'd always beat myself up and kick myself and think what is stupid you know everyone else can do it why can't you then there are also other areas that I would thrive in and I'd have this ability to like hyper focus and get a shed load of work done in you know a quarter of the time anyone else could but for me I don't have the hyperactivity part I just have the attention deficit part Mm. so that means I struggle with focus so you know boring admin tasks repetitive stuff listening to a death by powerpoint type presentation oh I can't do it um and I, I get really frustrated because I'll leave those kind of things to the last minute, you know, and I'll under deliver and yet I'll over deliver in the creativity department. But because it was picked up in my son and it's usually hereditary, which I didn't know, oh. um, that's why it got picked up in me. But the thing is, my son, as a typical boy, has a lot more of the hyperactivity side and therefore it's more disruptive so it's more noticeable girls quite often get overlooked because we we are less disruptive in our symptoms so generally we'll be getting things in our school reports like could do better not fulfilling her full potential um you know often a daydream in class that kind of thing but that's actually our attention deficit our struggle to focus and our inability to like maintain concentration even if we really want to you know and we're Mm. really trying um and it can sometimes be perceived that we we seem bored or zoned out um 
but then we're great at things like face-to-face interaction and, and anything that's like properly engaging us we're great so yeah so it just it just came up and it was just like I did the um tests and everything and I was like oh my it's just explained yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, a positive of it is being diagnosed at this age. Yeah, you see where all those things were, and although yeah. possibly it might have been better if you've been diagnosed sooner, but being diagnosed now, you know yeah. you can do all these things. You know you've done all these things, and yeah. it's not held you back. So you yeah. can actually be a positive advocate for yeah. all that. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think it it comes with its struggles, but, you know, if you can recognise them um, and put systems in place to support those struggles. And for me, you know, I've just got to the point in my business where I've been able to hire some help, like I've hired a VA and a couple of students to help with some stuff I've got going on at the moment. And just the you know, having that admin and that's just stressful stuff off my hands. It means I can focus on coming on a podcast and, you know, mm. writing amazing content and, you know, holding networking events and interacting with my customers. And, and that's where I thrive. So the relief of getting to that point in my business is like tangible. But, you know, if you've got ADHD, just don't go and do a nine to five don't take an admin job don't take anything repetitive play to your strengths and find a role um, or create a role run a business where you can thrive because I've often tried to fit myself the square peg in the round hole thing Mm. and it's been awful and I felt inadequate and rubbish and not good at my job and felt like I've let people down um I just wasn't in the right place for my unique talents (laughs) as a single parent female entrepreneur as I have been for a very 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 long time now uh, my all my children have grown up and gone um oh I dread that day (laughs) yeah it's awful but once you get used to it it's nice at the same time you know I I think to know you've done your job well and they've gone and and they can go out in the big wide world that's nice but then you do get your emptiness syndrome etc so you've all that to look forward to but I do know the struggles of juggling on your own young children I mean mine were very young uh, when I was on my own one three and five and going on and on and I had another child later on so I've, I've got four but um I do know the struggles of that, but I do also think, and I'm wondering about your view on this, as a single parent, as a mother, um, entrepreneur, do you think that gives us that extra va-va-voom to actually get it done, whereas some people don't? I do think that. Yeah, I mean, I do. Like, it makes it harder. Of course it does. But I might, same as you, my kids were one and three when I split up with my ex-husband. And it was probably, possibly the messiest, most awful divorce in history. And I went through absolute hell for about six or seven years after the actual divorce. And, and yeah. so many people have been through it. And, you, you know, you don't realise, but there was emotional abuse. There was financial abuse. There was just so many things that just stopped me from bouncing back afterwards and with toddlers I couldn't I couldn't work properly at that young age and all of those struggles and did get to a really bad place mentally with it and I think I'd lost all my confidence you know I just wanted a little go to work and go home 
tight job. I just didn't even believe in myself anymore, especially because my husband and I had also run a very successful business together. And I'd walked away from that just to get away. So I'd gone from this very high paying, successful business that we'd created together to nothing and Mm. him stopping me even working in little part time jobs. And, you know, so it did take years. It did to build back up, build myself back up. Mm. I don't know that I could have done it if it wasn't for the kids because they kept making me, you know, I had to get out of bed. I had to get on with it. I had to do something and I had to find a way to put food on the table. And I know that sounds so dramatic, but it really was like that. It really was, shit, I've got half a tin of beans for tonight. You know, Mm. that's what it was like. Oh, I totally, totally get it. When I saw your story, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Mine was quite a few years before yours, but it's so similar. You relate. Mm. And I think so many people do relate. And the difference between perhaps you and I and those people is we talk about it and and we're open about it. And I think the reason I do that is not for sympathy or attention or anything like that it's because I just want to like reassure other people who are going through those awfully tough times that you can get to the other end of it you really can Mm. and for Mark for me it got easier when he met someone else and got a new family and then the the harassment kind of stopped and it from there it was easier but that you know there is light at the end of the tunnel um and yes you know the struggle was longer and harder than I expected you know I thought because I'd always been you know business driven and work driven and quite entrepreneurial I thought I'd just bounce back and do something on my Mm. own but it just wasn't that easy and really it it did take the circumstances of life with me getting made redundant in lockdown for me to just take that leap of faith think well I've got nothing to lose literally I had nothing to lose no money behind me nothing lost everything lost my houses everything um I just thought, well, I might as well just be happy and do something I like doing. And, you know, sounds obvious now when you say it. When you do find something you love doing, you tend to excel. Absolutely. (laughs) I know, because there's there's no pressure. You're just being happy. I've done that just recently again. I've got a a frog on a a lily pad on my key ring. And the reason I got that is because I'm not afraid to take a leap. Yeah. Quite often taking leaps. And when I look at it, it just reminds me that the leaps I've taken before have been good and successful. And this new venture into Mm -hmm. only podcasting in the main has been the right choice to make me happy. What do I love doing? I love speaking to people. I love interviewing people. I love editing it and getting it out there. Yeah. And, I, and I'm about to train people to do the same thing. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so, I, so I, that's what I love doing. So that's what yeah. I'm doing. Um, I and, and I do think it's it's great when you can because you don't really feel like you're working. I had nothing to lose, so it was really quite easy because I, I couldn't get any worse for me. Um, but some people, you know, they do have something to lose. And I just think you've just got to remember that, you, you know, it, it – it's not so much a mistake if it goes wrong. It's like you really do learn from those lessons because in those 10 years, I have started other businesses and I have done other things and I have tried before. And for whatever reason, whether it was my mental state or whether it just wasn't the right thing for me, mm. you know, it's not worked out. But I've learned from every one of those situations and I've applied what I've learned to where I am now. And I feel like it's sort of like finally all coming good. But Many people, and, you know, don't think I wasn't tempted, would have given up before I did. Mm. Um, And I just hate the thought of you're there 
you know, you're about to give up and then success is like just there. If you mm-hmm. just carry on that, you know, that tiny bit more. And that's what I just always kept telling myself. It's just around the corner. It's just around the corner. Well, there's a picture, isn't there? And there's guys in a, a gold mine. And, and the that's gold it. Mine, I've seen that. I've seen it. The gold mine, for listeners, the gold mine is split. And at the yeah. top, the guy has just turned round as he's at the gold mine coal face, if you will. Yeah. And the other guy is way behind him, but he's still heading in that direction. He's going to yeah. hit the gold. That's um, right. and, and that's been sent to me a few times, um, various uh, jobs that I've been doing. And it's it, it's like just at the point when you're going to give up, yeah. go on because it's right there. You've yeah. got to keep going. You can probably see these things on my wall here. The, the yeah. earlier one says um, a temporary state where the most valuable lessons are learned. And then success says the predictable result of hard work you know it you'll get yeah. there eventually just keep it in, in the work and and it is it's about um it's about consistency and uh, perseverance you know those are the people who will win over the people with brilliance or with luck or with you know being in the right place at the right time if you've got perseverance and you're consistent you know you can't really fail eventually you will stumble across something that works for you and I really do believe that. Going back quickly to tips and LinkedIn what would be your biggest tip of the day? Uh, biggest tip of the day so oh it's hard because I want to give you about 10 (laughs) but you know we we touched on the authenticity and that's so important um you've just got to be your genuine self like stick to you know three to four pillars of what you post about don't dilute it make sure it's clear that everyone knows what you're talking about and you get out what you put in like you know put out a quality post on its own is no good you've got to engage with other people's posts like other people's posts search for the right people that you want in your network and bring them in I mean I could go on forever really but there's a few for you so if anyone wants to follow you you're Nikki N-I-C-K-I Martin on LinkedIn I am and they can contact you there I guess about LinkedIn training they can my URL is you need Nikki so you can search by that as well and that way you'll also find my website my Instagram everything else like that Okay, brilliant. Well, it's been fantastic talking to you. Yay. Thank you so much for having Thank you for listening to this episode. I'll see you next time. Voiceitpr.com. May.